Hello, everyone. We are now up to episode three in the How About That podcast. And we're going to throw it back to the original show we gave you and giving you what we're loving and what we're hating to see these days. Like always, we're going to give you the hottest topic in sports in our How About That segment. There's a lot to get to in the day after a crazy week of news, so let's get right to it. Buckman, Brooksy, let's get it. Welcome again, everybody, to episode three of How About That. Thanks for joining us today. Shout out, Burke, for the sick intro. Keep checking him out. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. You name it. You can follow him. Boys, let's hop right into it with How About Zeet and start us off. (laughs) I can't even do it. How about (laughs) Robert Kraft? Oh, my God. Uh, Robert Kraft has just made this one of the greatest 30 for 30s that there will ever be the New England Patriots. Six Super Bowl rings. All right, we didn't have murder here, so that didn't happen. We didn't have drugs. PDs were good there. Didn't have a deflated football. This time we went for the old soliciting of the prostitutions here for Robert Kraft. I like to call it dome before the dome. He, you know, try to pay off before he goes into Atlanta for that big game. Um, here, I mean, here's what happens. The new reports come out with Kraft, and apparently he's not the biggest name in this. Uh, but before the Kansas City Chiefs game, just to kind of relax, went in there, you know, paid for something, wasn't fully satisfied, wasn't still fully relaxed before Brady going in and playing Mahomes. So he paid for a little more cherry on top, you know what I'm saying? After that, felt pretty good. Obviously, I think that's why New England won. Uh, but is this, I mean, one of the greatest dynasties and most dramatic dynasties of all time? I mean, what is going on in New England? One hundred percent. It's crazy. I mean, it, I mean, it's crazy. But I, I don't see how what's going to happen to the Patriots. I mean, he might get suspended. He might get fined. But I don't think it's going downhill for them because of this. I mean, I, you, you have to understand that. This is probably the best thing to happen to the Patriots because this gets a lot of hate off their back. Exactly. The old rub and tug brings people together, uh-huh. brings people. Everyone now respects the Patriots. They don't hate the Patriots. They respect the Patriots. People are cheering for Robert Kraft now. Yeah, it's like if the Patriots, the only thing they look for every year is some type of motivation. Usually it's, you know whether it's Brady or the PEDs or people saying they're too old, and now they get to go in with their, their owner being a pimp, and they're going to have it on their T-shirts and warm-ups, <laughs> and they're going to beat everyone again and win the seventh ring. That's what I got today. Um, unbelievable story, as if the NFL hasn't enough headlines already. Uh, Brooksy, what you got today? So I'm going to talk soccer. Name is uh, Kepa Elisa Balaga. If you don't know the name, Chelsea's goalkeeper. You might have seen it. You might haven't, but I'll give you a little backstory. So Sunday, Kilbert Cup final. Extra time, 115 minutes. He goes down cramping, gets up, says he's all right. By five minutes later, he goes down cramping again. So what happens? The manager, sorry, wants to sub him. Brings the other goalkeeper up to the line, puts up his number to get subbed off. Kepa just refuses to leave, just stands there and refuses to leave. 
Absolutely crazy. I've never seen that in a soccer match before in my life. Anyway, Sully is going berserk on the sideline. Looks like he's about to die. He's just slamming things, just ripping his cut off and everything. So it's crazy. And I mean, have you ever seen this before? Either of you guys? Yes. I watched the video. It is absurd what is going on on national television, the biggest sport in the world, one of the biggest dynasties in the world, and they're just yelling at each other. <laughs> It's it's crazy. It's worth a minute and a half. It's absolutely nuts. I've never seen anything like it. I was trying to think of players that have done this before. I mean, there's guys who say they're not tired and stand. This is a whole different deal. The only thing I can kind of think of that's kind of the opposite of it, I'm going to throw it back uh, to the high school days, peaked in high school, whatever you want to say, whatever, I'll take it. Uh, good buddy of mine, Nick Michael, currently abroad right now. Hope he's having safe travels. Uh, we're, we're getting 30 balled. He you know, didn't play much for us, but the man subbed himself into the game without being told he could go in um that caused a lot of controversy but you know no one seemed to care really but so i haven't i've seen someone set themselves into a game i've not seen uh someone refusing to come out i mean it's just like it's disrespectful to the manager first of all saying he doesn't control the team but the backup keeper how disrespectful is that to him I mean, just basically can't. saying that you can't finish the game out you can't win pks and the backup keeper played full man city saved uh P- won a pk shootout against liverpool in the kill cup final and he could have done it again, but Kepa saying, no, I don't trust him. I want to be in it. They end up losing, too, and one goes onto his arm. So he looks So is this, the, is this the ultimate hot seat for the manager now, or what's, what's the word? Uh, it was ultimate hot seat until they got a 2-0 win today over Tottenham and looked pretty good again. So they benched him, though. Yeah. They benched I, him. So. Probably for those who haven't seen the video, the substitute goalie was literally standing ready to go on the field. The refs had to sign to sub him into the game, and then they just stopped everything and had to stop play. Absolutely absurd. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. We'll, we'll put it out there for you for you to see it on Twitter uh, tomorrow night uh, so you can check that out. It's, it's insane. Uh, all right, Buck. What do you got for us? How about the NFL Combine being uh, upon us? It's mock draft season. Oh, my yes. favorite season. Let's get ready for it, boys. Who are we looking out for in this combine? I'll start it off since it is my how about, I guess. Yeah, for me, I'm only looking at quarterbacks right now. That's yeah. all I'm looking at. I want to see who's got the arm. Like coming back. Got, that's a different <laughs> conversation, but we did. It, it was kind of weird because Shermer was, a, I think, no, Gettleman was a little uh, iffy. Not as, uh, Shermer was like, yeah, he's our quarterback. He's going to start all next year. Gettleman was a little more iffy on the subject about him, but Eli is coming back. Hopefully he takes a pay cut to free up some cap space, but I'm still looking at quarterbacks this year because I want to find the future. I'm excited to see Kyler, how much he weighs. I've heard he's going to weigh about over 200, which is big because a lot of people think he's going to weigh under 200. I'm going to see his arm. I want to see Haskins' arm. I want to see if he can be consistent. And I want to see some of the, you know, Bottom, not bottom, but not as talked about second round, third round QBs who like Daniel Jones. I want to see if, if they can make an impact. That's who I'm looking out for. I want to see who's going to be the quarterback of the future. Is, is Kyler, I haven't seen anything up to date. I know at one point he said he was not throwing. Has he changed that? I have not seen anything on that yet. I'm changing I it? I, I did not decide to still. Yeah, so. he's playing to not throw and then people started questioning. I, I heard he's up 15 pounds though, which could yeah, be Yeah, that's what... I think for Kyler Murray, he's never had a question of his arm, so I think him throwing is not as big of a deal. But if he can have, like JB said, if he can show that he gained 15 pounds, that'd be big. Yeah, I think Actually, he, he might be. He might be a little worried to throw, though. I mean, a small quarterback. If 
he's not throwing well, then he might slide down. Yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to the uh, seeing Nick Bosa, though. Haven't okay. seen him in a while. He's fully healthy. He says he's going to compete in everything. I mean, he's the consensus number one pick, but I know Josh Allen is competing for that as another defensive end, and he kind of, over the season with Bosa not playing, he kind of took all the hype. I mean, he had 17 sacks, so I think it'll be interesting to see the between those two who comes out on top. Yeah, my guy to watch was Josh Allen, because although he's coming from a Power 5 school, no one really knows about him being from Kentucky. It wasn't in Bama. It wasn't Georgia. Yeah. But <clears throat> clearly one of the most dominant players, very confident player, believes that he should be the number one pick. And with Boza out for a year, it's hard to believe that. I can, still can't believe he's number one in all these mock drafts. Uh, I like him, and I really just like to see the overall defensive line depth. I mean, the Colts have, you know, for my team, we're at 26, and I've seen at least three different guys on the board for us from the defensive line all the way at 26. Uh, so a lot of depth at uh, the defensive line position, and really the defense overall I think is the stronger side this year, although there are some good receivers. But uh, it's going to be a fun one. Mock draft season, you're right. I've been checking every day. Mel Kuyper can't come out with him soon enough. It's going to be crazy. Uh, another one to look at is Quinion Williams uh, has yeah. that finger injury. He's not benching, and he won't be a full participant. So I heard he might have surgery on his finger, so that could be big. But, I mean, like I think that was away. Yeah, I mean, even today the Cardinals came out and said they were asked about Josh Rosen. Uh, and they said he's our quarterback right now, which I thought was a really weird answer. I don't even know why they would try to get creative with it, maybe because they're trying to trade back or trade up to get a quarterback. But that's definitely something to watch. Rosen, I think, may not be the quarterback of the future there. Hey, listen, I'll say something real quick. I'll take Rosen. I'll take him in a heartbeat. I'll trade the sixth pick for Rosen. I'll do it. But that's a, that's a different conversation. What do you like about Rosen? No, what do you like about Rosen? Um, okay, for me... Rosen was my guy last year. I think that you can't really look at his rookie season because he got thrown in on an awful team. He had no weapons, no offensive line, and they just threw him in there for his first game against the Bears defense when the Bears were hot, and they put him in there, and he got completely murdered. They haven't been setting him up for success right now. The kid can throw the ball. He's a smart player. I think he can handle the New York media. I think that you know if you put him around Saquon so that you don't ha- he doesn't have to worry about only relying on his arm, and you give him weapons and Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Odell, I think that guy can be successful in New York. I trust him more than any of the quarterbacks. Still have him sit under Eli for a year, and I think he'd be ready to take off. So Plus, plus he just got in a car accident, but with all the damage he took this year from his shit O-line, it seems like he was fully prepared for it and healthy. So yeah. you can see that as well. I mean, if line. the Giants, oh, if he can do with the Cardinals O-line, he can exactly. do with the Giants. The car wreck? Yeah, no, he's going to be okay. I'll and the it. car wreck. So yeah. that's... I'm interested in that. I'll have to call him Cliff Kingsbury. So, yeah, do that. All right. So, moving on to one of our original segments from week one love and hate to see it. So, Buck, what do you love and what do you hate? You love to see March setting up for Cinderella runs. All right. This season, there has been no runaway team. Duke was looking like they were running away. Zion got hurt, questionable on what's going to happen with Duke. They lost to Vatek. No. Top team can consistently be up there. Tennessee's been struggling. Michigan's been struggling. Michigan State has had a couple of players knocked out, although they've been looking good. I mean, you, we could go on and on. And there's a lot of strong mid-major teams this year. I think March is setting itself up for great Cinderella runs this year. I partially agree with that. I think if Duke gets healthy, I still think they're the favorite and going to probably win it all if Zion can get healthy. But, I mean, I agree. There's a couple of teams I like. I like uh, Watford. They were 24 mm-hmm. and 4. Uh, all the losses came against Power 5 schools, and three of them were by 11. UNC, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, all by 11. They beat South Carolina by 20. So I think they could be a sleeper team. 
maybe has like a 12 or 13 seed. So we'll see where they land. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I, I think this is valid as long as Zion is out, which I do think Zion's going to come back. Uh, so if, if Zion's there, I think they're the clear front runner. But I think some teams could make some run. You said Wofford. Uh, Lips comes another team if they win their conference and beat Belmont. They beat Clem- or they played at Clemson, at Louisville, beat SMU. Furman beat Nova, played at LSU. So a lot of these mid-majors are starting to realize that you know they got to beef up their, their schedule to try to get some type of hope in the bubble maybe. But if they do make the tournament uh, from winning their conferences outright, they are teams to watch. And there's always one, so we, we just got to figure out who, because someone's going to make a run. We just don't know who yet. That's why it's I will fun. say I'm very good at figuring out who I picked. I, first of all, let sure. me say this. Talking sure. about brackets, let me say off the bat, my okay. biggest pet peeve in the world is when people say, oh, I had this in one of my brackets. You make one bracket, you get one bracket, and that's your only bracket. Don't tell me <laughs> you had this in one, but your 10 others, you had this. I hate that crap. <laughs> in my one bracket last year, I had Loyola Chicago to the Elite Eight. I put them in the Final Four. <laughs> Thursday morning, I crossed them out, took them to the Elite Eight. I can find my Cinderella teams. I'm excited for this year. And I think <laughs> I've been, you know, we've been checking bracketology all the time, seeing the bubble. The bubble is really soft this year. I think there could be a lot of mid-majors that get uh, put in over a couple of struggling Power Five teams. We'll see it. Maybe, maybe not. But you have to think like a Belmont and a Lipscomb. If one of them, they both made it to the conference championship, one of them wins, the other one could get a, a bid still. So I'm curious to see that. But I think, you know, like Wofford, I like Wofford a lot. They can shoot. They're a solid rebounding team. If they, if they get hot in the tournament, they can make a run. So I think it's interesting. Two weeks ago, we were talking about Tennessee being one of the best teams, and they have struggled lately. I mean, they played only beat Ole Miss by two today. Kuma Davis looked like he was having a heart attack on the sideline, throwing his jacket, sweating which, through his shirt. Which like, looked like he jumped in a pool. Kermit Davis. What is that name? Where's Kermit Davis from? How'd he get to Ole I can't find Oh, he's from Middle Tennessee. All right, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, why did he, why did he get the job showed you at Middle but, Tennessee? No, he had a big win in the tournament in March. They played 15-2 over Denzel. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're you right. remember that one. Yeah. All right. That gets mentioned every single day, I swear. You are right, though. I think this is probably good for Tennessee, but you're right. There's these teams that have a good swing, and now you know when they're supposed to be peaking or not. Uh, so that's what we're loving, though. Buckman, what are you hating, then? You hate to see NBA's most famous franchises in turmoil right now. Uh, the Lakers and the Celtics, we're having problems in the locker room. We're having problems on the court. I don't know what to say. We'll start off with the Celtics, because I think it's a little bit of a less conversation. Kyrie Irving can't shut up. No. Um, he's just trying to get to New York. I respect it. He's just trying to get to New York, but he's been talking a lot about his players, about a lot of maturity. They lose three straight. They, they're playing tonight. I don't know. They were Blazers first quarter hit. Oh, just saying, I know my first quarters, but they were down to the Blazers. You know, I don't know are. Yeah. But if they lose that game, that could be, that's four straight, I believe. Um, they're not looking good. They're going to, you know, slipping down the rankings, peaking at, or not peaking, being sucky at the wrong time. Then we'll go over to the other coast, the L.A. Lakers. We talked about it before the All-Star break. Can the Lakers figure it out? We were saying if they, the young players can buy in, um, they could make a run. LeBron's making it hard for them to buy in. I'm a LeBron guy. He's been, he's been going to the media saying a lot. They lose to the Anthony Davis-less Pelicans. Then they lose to the Grizzlies. They're looking bad. LeBron just can't shut up. It seems like Kyrie can't shut up. Boys, they're having problems. I yeah. think the Celtics will end up being all right, though. I, it's hard to say they're better without Kyrie, but they're 6-0 without Kyrie <laughs> in the last six games without him. So 
hard to say. I think the Celtics will be all right. They're still going to be a top five seed in the East. They'll probably be a five seed going to Philadelphia, though, so that would be a good series. But the Lakers, I think they're in trouble. LeBron's not playing any defense. I mean, there was a two-minute clip of him just standing around on defense. So, But LeBron is 34 years old, and they didn't have a lot of talent last year, so I don't know why people think the Lakers were going to be a top four seed in the West this year. A LeBron's 34. He's getting old. He's not playing defense. He's not going to change that team in one year. So I think it's a little. The Lakers are struggling, but I think it's a too big of a story, honestly. I think that the issue is that is. I know this year is not you know the year they're looking at. This was obviously going to be looked at as a down year for the Lakers or a down year for LeBron. Shall I say? Um, they're still in the race because the Kings have been losing. The the Spurs have been losing, but. Is LeBron hurting the case for free agents to come to LA next year? That's what I'm looking at. You know, if he can't keep going to the media, if I'm a player, do I want to deal with that? Do I want to deal with LeBron going to the media talking about me to them? That's kind of what I think is the issue. Could it hurt him in the future? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's Colin Coward said it earlier today. The Lakers have a better chance of getting a lottery pick in the top three than they do making the playoffs right now. The Clippers should be tanking to keep their pick, but it looks like they might go for it, uh, trying to kind of. I don't know, keep their brand up for trying to get Kawhi to have a little bit of a presentation saying we're good enough to make the playoffs, so if you join us, look what we can be. The, the Lakers thing is weird. They clearly need Lonzo. LeBron just seems to be another planet right now. There's a reason he went to L.A. You know, if he doesn't have his guys right now, he's just going to worry about kind of his brand without basketball. Seems to be the case right now, but um, I don't understand that one at all. The Celtics one, Kyrie is clearly the, a cancer to the team. It's making Brad look bad. You hate to see Brad get fired and come back to Butler, but... Uh, you know, it's obviously <laughs> not a possibility, but no, but the Celtics are going to figure it out. I agree just because they have so much more talent than the Lakers uh, in, in the playoffs. Everything kind of changes. You start trying, you know, it's, but as of right now, it's, it's shocking what they're still doing. They're down eight to the Blazers right now in the fourth, uh, but they, there's a lot more surprising, I think, than the Lakers just uh, based off talent. All Brooks, right, JV. I, uh, I think kind of give some time to, to brag about your squad here. What are you loving? Yeah. I'm loving Michigan State atop the Big Ten, going into Ann Arbor, beating Michigan, not hitting one single three in the second half and still getting the W. Cassius Winston, unbelievable. One of the best point guard performances I've seen all year, actually in a long time, 27 points, eight assists. Two guys out, Ward, Langford's still out. I don't know how Michigan State's doing it, but Izzo's doing fantastic with the squad right now. Yeah, I'll give it. He's Big Ten Player of the Year. I, think, I mean, 27 points. He had the ball in his hands for the entire 40 minutes. I mean, they would go the whole shot clock until he could either score or find someone to get open. He was unbelievable. I thought Michigan would come out and, and kind of put him away because they've always played well against Cassius. Uh, but that was that was a big one for Cassius, and it just showed once again that Izzo, uh, you can't count him out. That was incredible. I was a little shocked. I wasn't able to watch the game, and when I saw the score afterwards, I was shocked. I was not expecting to go into Ann Arbor and get a W there. I'm also loving, though, you know, rivalry games. My Chelsea beat Tottenham. Shout out to the roommate, Adam Newman. Tough <laughs> home goal today by Trippier. It's one of the worst home goals I've ever seen. So I'm just loving my Spartans and Chelsea whooping, on the, whooping up on the rivals. So, so you had a good week. What do you, what do you, is there anything to hate them? What are you hating? I've watched a lot of college basketball this week, and I'm getting tired of official reviews. They are too long, too many of them. You can you want to watch OCU, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Indiana, Wisconsin, multiple reviews with less than a minute to go. Some of these calls are not that big where you have to take 0.2 seconds off time to make the call right. You 
you're checking block charge calls in the LSU Tennessee game. If you can't check them 25, like in the 25th minute, why can you check them in the last two minutes? It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. I hate it. I think it ruins the flow of the game. I don't know your thoughts on that, but I hate it. Yeah, I, I don't like it, I, especially the ones where it's like you clearly know who's out of bounds on, but you don't have to check. You don't have to triple check. But not only does it ruin the flow of the game, but you're also giving teams who don't have timeouts yep, over yep. like three full timeouts in one period to draw up a play. It's an unfair advantage. I think if you're going to do it, you can't let the players go to the, go to the coach. You have to keep them on the floor at midcourt kind of because I don't know. I think it's just an unfair advantage. You're giving you know, these great coaches opportunities to, to draw up plays without a timeout that they lost for, for reasons that yeah. were going for the whole 39 minutes before that last minute. So it's a problem that they need to fix. It's getting, I mean, Jay Billis has been livid about it. There's been a lot of complaints. It's ruining, it's ruining the game. The OSU Tennessee game, Dick Vitale said, oh, like, so we've used need, yeah, but he said we've used need to be confined to one minute. And if they can't be confined to one minute, then just keep the call the same. And I agree with it. There's yeah. calls that can be decided in 15 seconds by looking at it once, and they're taking three or four minutes to do it. It just, and one guy staying at the free throw line waiting five minutes to take a shot, like, that shouldn't be, that should not be a thing. So I agree. Me too. All right, Zach. Thanks, Bob. What are you loving? <laughs> Uh, I love to see it. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, he's getting a lot of pull. I mean, kind of with Saban right now, he's getting his name up there, not in terms of obviously their history and wins, but just the love he's getting. Uh, decides to play with his intramural Clemson basketball team. And obviously, if you haven't seen it, Trevor Lawrence uh, last week, star quarterback, decking a kid. And to that kid, I don't know his name, leave the school. Like, I, you don't screen what would be the number one prospect today. 90 feet from the basket. He should have pushed you down. You should have gotten, you're lucky that you only got pushed down. That kid should transfer. But I think it's pretty cool that Dabo's playing with them. He actually had a kind of mean pump fake one dribble step back shot. His game isn't bad. <laughs> uh, but you know, jokes aside, he, he is letting these guys play basketball. And you know, we've seen NFL players play. Mahomes played and got shut down immediately after that video on Twitter. Uh, so, I mean, obviously we might like this, but what are we thinking on, on our athletes uh, in college or NFL playing basketball? I'm all for it, personally. I think it's good. I, it could be a good team bonding thing. You get seven or eight guys together playing intramural sports. I mean, the coach loves it. The coach seems to love it. So I don't think he has a problem with it. If he did, he wouldn't be playing with them. I know injuries might be a concern. If someone were to get hurt, he might shut down that player. But I think it's all right. I think it's a good team bonding for them. So I'm all for it. Personally, I think it's good to sometimes get exercise outside of your sport, a little cross training. I don't think it's a bad idea. For basketball, if you're in college, we have, we have all played intramural sports. There's some games where you just don't simply have to try against some teams. And then there's some teams where it's just going to be a lot of trash talking and chippy. If you're playing the Clemson football team, you know who you're playing. You're going to take it easy. All right. That's it's that simple. So that kid's <laughs> being a douchebag. Get that kid out of the school. Like you said, amen to that, Zach. I think it's perfectly fine. I love Dabo going out there. Break that kid's ankles, Dabo. Give him a little step back. I love it. Embarrass the kid so he transfers. I'm personally all for it. Yeah, that's the only concern, though, because you have some kids who, for some reason on Clemson's campus, may not know they're guarding Trevor Lawrence and may not know how to play basketball, and they're just kind of running around. But I like it. It's just, it is scary if you saw the next day on the, on the you know, if you're a fan, you read the report that Trevor Lawrence is going you know, to miss time or another player is going to miss T. Higgins. Someone's going to miss time for them. But uh, it's just scary because these idiots don't know who they these are. are. These are college kids, though, too. Give them yeah. a college experience. Let them play in Amios. I know about, my team. What about Mahomes? He, he's a grown man. He's in the NFL. 
let him do what he wants to do. I don't think you need to shut him down. I mean, those kids on my team who play in Amios and they've got someone sprained his ankle before, and our coach shut him down, but he doesn't like doesn't shut down the whole team. It happens yeah. to one player, shut him down, but I don't think it's a big issue. They're college kids, let them play. Sure. Uh, Zach, what are you hating? You hate to see it, Roger Goodell. Uh, you're, you're you're getting so much shit right now, and all you do is make it worse. There's great NFL headlines going on. Everything is going right, minus Robert Kraft, but it is providing more entertainment. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Demarcus Lawrence, there's so much going on. And you come to the combine and throw in, we're going to really you know, work on keeping players off the field during celebrations and cutting down on celebrations. He wants to take away a Colts signature move of Jacoby Brissett coming onto the field and taking pictures with the defense when they get interceptions. You know, when, eight, when Le'Veon played the classic Le'Veon and Juju hide-and-seek games, he wants to take away some group celebrations. I, I mean, I don't know what you think about it, but I, I just don't get why he needs to do this. It's, it's pissing me off. What's the purpose? I don't get why he needs to do it, but an unpopular opinion here, I am tired of interceptions getting celebrated by 20 guys on the team. It's an interception. It's part of the game. Uh, touchdowns, I'm cool with it. Go celebrate as a team. But I do not need 20 defensive players running to the end zone to celebrate a touchdown. I you mean, need to celebrate I'm an interception. You. you need I'm 30. You. you need the I'm whole team. As a, as, as a, you well, know, a seventh whoa, grade whoa. 18 okay, quarterback starter. Yeah. Yeah. I, Zach, if you recall, I had probably the worst dropped interception of all time in seventh grade against in Westfield. In football history. Yeah, in football history. Awful. But the defense is so close. If one, You know, we're going to celebrate everything. If we get an interception, you're darn right we're going to run down the end of the field and we're going to take a group picture. Why can the offense celebrate group celebrations when they do something, but when the defense does their job, they can't, JB? I'm not a fan of all the group celebrations either. I, the Vikings duck, duck, goose. It's not hilarious. a fan of Oh, my no. God. JB, <laughs> JB you dance. are the next Roger Goodell. You are the next do, Roger Goodell. Do a little dance and get off the field. You, are what is you sound like my dad. The ratings are terrible unless they have the, they they need something. It brings ratings up. It's I the only thing I'll say if you get a first down, chill out. Like first yeah. down, you spin the ball. Like chill out. I am not against it celebrations. I am not against celebrations. Do a little dance. Jump up okay. with your team. JB, next time you score a goal, I don't want your teammates coming that's, up to you. I don't want you to go. No, how's that different? No, how? we don't we don't stop the game and do duck duck goose in a soccer you, game. What do you mean? You, you don't knee slides. Everyone comes over. And pats you on the head, gives you high fives, and That's we walk back. You guys legitimately, you have a running clock. You're legitimately stopping the game. Their clock stops. They're playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Oh, Come my on. God. It's Classic funny. celebration. What's wrong Jacoby Brissett, I know you're listening. You keep going on the field and taking pictures. It, it's, it's camaraderie. You're talking about earlier with the Clemson guys. You know, it's getting them together, getting them something to do. It brings people together. It makes you want to get an interception so you can have those moments together as a team. Yeah, you are, I, you are I, Roger I Goodell. Wait till <laughs> I your teammates sick. hear this. Oh my you god! You are Roger Goodell Jr. Oh, I love the celebrations. I, just, I hope every player on that other sideline is on midfield pointing at him, which should be in the first quarter of the first game, by the way. But whatever. First drive too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I learned that one the hard way with Stafford as my fantasy quarterback. Oh, yeah. Talk yeah. about it. love it and hate it. Jeez, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, JB, you already got us going, so this is a perfect segue right into this. What do you? What else are you pissed off about? JB Rance, let's hear it. You know, we're talking soccer again. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am not happy with Mohamed Salah, and people might wonder why. He has 17 Premier League goals, three Champions League goals. He's the second leading scorer in the Premier League. He has one 
one goal against the top six clubs in the Premier League, and it was a penalty kick. Last Sunday, they're playing United. United is falling apart with injuries. Three injuries in the first half that had to make three substitutions. They have a chance to go three points up on City if they score one goal. And he's going up against Luke Shaw. No one's, you guys wouldn't know who that is because it's Luke Absolutely Shaw. Yep. So he's in it. Luke Shaw had Mohamed Salah in his pocket the whole game. Mohamed Salah was in his pocket the whole game. He couldn't do anything <laughs> against him. You need one goal to go three points up on City to win your first ever Premier League, to win Liverpool's first ever Premier League title, and you can't do anything against Luke Shaw. He's got to start showing up in the big game. They go to Bayern in two weeks now. He needs to show up there if they want to stay in the Champions League. Start showing up in the big games. Oh, Liverpool's not winning a damn thing. Is it fair to call Mo Salah the Kirk Cousins of soccer? Yes. I love, I, I love Cousins, Michigan State guy, but he, I say that. I forgot. he does not show up in big games. So Wait, I, who? Cook, he doesn't. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't show up. Salah's a little better than you. I was going to have my own rant. Yeah. <laughs> Salah's a little more high profile than Cook Cousins is, You're but right. he still right. needs to start showing up in the big games. So. Yeah. Open accounts. It's a fair comparison. Thank you. Now, y'all look money hungry, and that's good. Time for everyone's favorite segment, bets, money investing. Sorry. Locks only, but I'm not even going to sound excited right now. I'm down. (laughs) I mean, I, this podcast has cursed me. I have not, I, in the past three weeks has been the worst three weeks of my life. I am throwing anything at the wall, hoping something sticks. And let me tell you one thing. Nothing has stuck. I am losing. I am losing. I am losing. But there is one glimpse of hope. And I'm just going to say it real quick. The Orlando Magic keep winning the first quarter. George Washington keeps scoring a bunch of points in the first half. Just put all your money on this. For example, yesterday I put a bunch of money on those two before 8 o'clock. I was up $80. Next thing you know, I'm down money. And I end the day with a big old goose egg. All right, just put all your money on that. The Magic play Thursday night. I forget when George Washington plays next. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I, I'm just in bad shape right now. Yeah, no. and, Zach, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not doing much better over here. Uh, but just real quick to your point, that's what sucks about betting. You spend probably, if you're an addict, um, four to five hours a night dialed in on about six to eight games. You win a lot and you lose a lot. And after sweating and having a heart attack three different times, you're, at, you're, you're just where you started. It's, <laughs> it's, or, or worse, you lose. It's, it's so frustrating. Uh, but the magic tomorrow night, they have the Golden State Warriors. This Let me tell you test. one thing. This Let is me tell test. you one thing. No, the magic, I would take the magic minus 10 in this because the Warriors, when it's single digit spread, they suck. They start slow in single-digit spreads, and it's minus. It's opened up at minus six for the Warriors. I'm projecting mm, 32-21 first quarter Orlando wow. Magic. You went from not saying anything to predicting a score in the first quarter. Um, <laughs> if, if there's two things I know, it's the Orlando Magic in the first half and George Washington in the first, oh, first that quarter. That is fair. You've been money. I okay. I don't want to. It's been tough. The games tomorrow aren't that good. Uh, it's, I don't have much for you here. Uh, I, it's, 
If you're going to throw down on a couple, I like Furman. That's a team that needs to win. They're kind of on the bubble. They're one of those mid-majors that even if they don't win, they can still possibly be on the bubble uh, with the wins they have. They play Sanford tomorrow. I like them minus five. Uh, I like Moneyline Michigan. The spread's too much for me, but if you just like, or like, I just need money, go ahead and put your life savings on this. You won't win that much from it, but I'm just going to throw in like what I think is an absolute lock. If Michigan, if Michigan loses to Nebraska tomorrow, I am done. I retire. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Zach Eaton putting not only his money on the line, but his gambling life. Yep. On the line. Zach. There will be, be no drinks tomorrow night. If this team does not win, I will not be able to pay for them. And so, I, I passed uh, that point a while right. ago. Let me tell you what, Zach. <laughs> I admire your strength because I do not have the strength to stop. <laughs> well, I, I, part of me wants them to lose. I'm going to stop. But you know, that's, that's what we got for you today. Uh, we're we're, we're going to move into the last segment. We appreciate, once again, all the questions we've got. We've got some different ones today, uh, all different uh, sports and subjects here. Uh, we're talking about what we really haven't talked about much other than Machado and, and Harper uh, is baseball. Back to Kyler Hunt, 71, asked with the start of spring training coming, which, just real quick, Buckman bet on spring training, but that's besides the point. I'm with actually 3-1-1. One one. Okay, that's, yeah. With the start of spring training, who are you guys' <laughs> favorites uh, to win each division? Brooksy? Uh, I'll start off AO East. I like the Yankees. Amen. I like them over the Red Sox just because uh, Craig Kimball is probably going to be gone. They won't have a closer. I think the Yankees bullpen and pitching staff is a little better than Boston, even though Boston isn't really losing anything. AO Central, I'll take the Indians. I think it's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still got Lindor and Jose Ramirez. I don't think anyone from that division is really going to compete with them. Uh, the AO West, I'll take the Astros. I know they lost. Dallas Cutrell and Charlie, Charlie Moulton, but they brought in Michael Brantley to already a team that has Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and Carlos Correo. I think they win that division easily. National League's a little tougher to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NL East, I'm going to go on a limb. I think this is one of the toughest divisions to pick. I'm going to go with the Nationals, even though they're losing Bryce Harper. Uh, they got Patrick Corbin and Annabelle Sanchez to those staff. Uh, Freddie. You know, the Braves have Freddie Freeman and Okuna and Jose Albies. I think they took a little advantage of a bad division last year. I don't know how good the Braves really are. And the Mets made a lot of additions with Cano and Justin Wilson and Wilson Ramos. But I still think the Nationals have the most talented roster in that division. So I, I'll take the Nationals as a sleeper pick. Okay. And I'll Central. You know, I live with a bunch of Cubs and Cardinals fans. So this one's going to... Hit them hard to all the Cardinals fans. I'm taking the Cubs over them, even though the Cardinals got Paul Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller, two big additions. The Cubs are going to have Hugh Dolphins, Hosey. They are going to have Cole Hamels along with Lester and Hendrick. Part, arguably the best pitching staff, pitching rotation in baseball. So I'll take the Cubs. And the NOS, they'll stick with the Dodgers over the Rockies. Dodgers have a lot. Better pitching staff. Rockies is all about the bats and pitching wins in baseball. So I'll take the Dodgers over Rockies. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you, I think, on everything but two of them. Uh, Buckman, well. I, I, I don't like the Yankees. Uh, I, Son of a dick. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I do think they have, they have the talent. I do think this might be their year. However, when you're at the top, you're at the top until someone takes you down. 
So that, for that reason, the Boston Red Sox are going to stay atop uh, until I fully believe that they are, are not ready to keep the throne. Now, in the East, I, the Phillies, if they get Bryce Harper, I'm going to take the Phillies. I do think he's going to make that much of a difference for them. If not, I am going to go with the Braves. I think that core is legit. Uh, I do think it's going to be able to, to, to compete uh, to where they need to be to get back uh, in the playoffs. That's what I got. Everything else, I'm, I agree. Uh, I am with all, I agree with Zach and JB and five of the six. Um, Yankees, I'm going to disagree with Zach. I have to take the Yankees here as a Yankees fan, diehard Yankees fan. You have to take them. Don't have to. You have to take the Yankees. Um, I think this is our year. I yeah. love what we're doing right now. I think that our, our pitching, our starting rotation could be a solidified a little bit more. We have a lot of depth in the bullpen if the guys can stay hot. Um, but we, I mean, our, our bats oh, are oh. you. Yes, our JB, our. I. <laughs> they are a part of me. Our, our bats. I, how are you supposed to get through? How when you have Aaron Hicks batting ninth? Like, how are you supposed? I don't understand. Anyways, I think we're gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. Indians, Astros, and Dodgers are the easiest picks ever. Those are locks for the division. I'm with. J- I mean, not JB. I'm with Zach for the NL East. I think that the Phillies win with Bryce Harper. If they don't, I'm taking the Braves. Shout out Justin Ban. I'm taking the Braves. And then for the NL Central, I'm veering off from both of you. I think the Brewers take this one. I like the Brewers this year. I think that's going to be a competitive division between the Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs. I love Kristen Yelich. He was, went off last year post-All-Star break. I think that he can continue. They lost to the Dodgers in the playoffs last year. That was it. The Do- I think it was the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. And it was a close. It was a close series. They could have won it. So I like them this year. I mean, that's yeah. Those are my picks. I like Milwaukee, but they don't have any rotation. They're banking on the bullpen again, and they didn't really do much. So I the think- bullpen, the, the bullpen, bullpen is nice to have in the regular season. It doesn't. It when you want the starting rotation is for the playoffs is my and I feel like is kind of the the bigger deal. Not saying you don't want a starting rotation, but because obviously you do. That will be an interesting division. I think the Cubs bounce back though. They had a disappointing year. I think they're still going to win. I think they'll win the division this year. I agree. I agree. All right, moving on to uh, the NBA now at the the underscore Quivy ten. Even with Victor Oladipo playing for the, not playing for the Pacers for the rest of the season, are the Pacers a sleeper team in the East? I'll start us off. No. I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, the playoffs are way different than the regular season. The Pacers are doing fine right now without him. They're going to get a top five seed in the East. But are they really going to beat the Bucs after Sixers or Celtics? Like, no. They got to get a three seed to win a series. If they're the four or five, they're not beating Philly or Boston. Barkman. Couldn't have said it better than myself. I mean, absolutely no way. Yeah, I think it could be, you know, you take a team to six games. Yeah, all right. Pat yourself on the back. Who's your state? No way. That's a Shut new up. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm just kidding. I love it. Yeah, yeah but I really right. don't. But well, yeah, I'm quick, a sob, quick sob story. You know, I agree on some level. The Pacers were 0-7 last year without Vic. Could not win a game. They won six in a row already uh, at one point without him this year. They are not on TV a lot. They are the most least appreciated talked about team. You know, Bud's done a nice job in Milwaukee, but he also has the, M- the MVP probably in Giannis. 
Uh, Nate McMillan is the coach of the year, and it's not even close for what he's done. We don't have a lot of star talent to watch. You're not watching LeBron. You're not even watching Vic anymore. You're watching a 22-year-old Miles Turner leading the NBA in blocks. Sabonis, so possibly sixth man of the year. This team has pieces. I, I agree. I don't know how far they're going to get. I think they need a three seed to beat Brooklyn, probably in the first round. And then, you know, like you said, maybe go to six with the Raptors it would be the most ideal situation. Uh, but I don't think it, it can be go past the second round. Uh, I just really think they're getting underappreciated still for what they've been doing. To get a three seed, even with all of Boston's, Boston's troubles and Philly's troubles, the talent level of those teams compared to ours, if we're able to get the three seed, I think McMillan's the coach of the year and it's not close. But I think they're uh, underappreciated. I just still don't think they. It's crazy. Get past our the second, second round. Unit, our second unit is pretty good. That's what could keep us in games. Our starting five isn't good, but Tyreek Evans uh, and Sabonis together in that second unit is is why we're winning games. I will say I would love to see Indiana make it to the conference semifinals against a team like Toronto. There's nothing like seeing Banker's Life with a bunch of gold T-shirts. Indiana is the basketball state. I think it'd be fun to watch them. I think it'd be fun to, you know, have them go six or seven games. I just don't, I'm not expecting it. And I don't think they if make playing it. playing Toronto, Kyle Lowry is going to, he's going to give us some games. Lowry yeah. is, I, I could have a whole rant about it. Kyle Lowry sucks. He's <laughs> the Kirk Cousins and the uh, Muhammad Salah of the NBA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle Lowry in the NBA. Oh, I hate him. All right. Well, we're on the same page there, unfortunately, but go, sirs. Playing well tonight against the Mavs, even without Sabonis. So good job, boys. All right, final question of the night. This one is from uh, Justin Ban. Shout out. Ban, I don't, I don't even have your Twitter name. Sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, at, uh, at Ban something. You know, at you'll J-Ban777. Okay, what was it? JBan 777 There you go, JBan 777 He asked, uh, I wonder why you mentioned Alabama on this. With the NCAA tournament bubble becoming more and more muddled this year, we see more not in Power 5 at large bids, or does the committee stick with a barely above 500 squad like an Alabama or Power 5 team in the SEC? Uh, or teams like that. I'll, I'll start. We kind of talked about this earlier. We kind of touched on it. The committee is always going to lean towards those power fives. Uh, those power five. I think Alabama does get in. I think Butler, real quick, real quick. We're down two with two seconds left on the shot clock and a side out of bounds near half court. And we went zone. Zone. We, when you think they're going to throw a lob from half court with two seconds left to get a layup? They throw the ball in, throw it right back. We're like shocked as if we didn't see that coming. And they hit a 26 foot three wide open to beat us to literally end our season probably. So mad, but okay, we're out of the bubble now. So we take us out. So Bama's probably in. Uh, I think Seton Hall now gets in because once again, we blew it. Uh, IU, I can't believe it. They might have a shot if they beat Michigan State. Makes me sick. They have six quad one wins. It's disgusting. Also, nice student section for that game, Hoosiers. Are you kidding me? Playing top 25 team was still life, and you had no one show up. No one. Even in overtime, you were leaving. Uh, but I still side with the Power 5 teams. I think the only teams that could get are the ones we mentioned, the Lipscomb, the Wofford, the Furman, uh, other than those three specifically. I don't, I don't even see Belmont getting in if they don't win. I agree. I don't want to agree, but I agree. I think that the bubble is just so soft this year, and the teams that – it's going to be like – I know Syracuse went on a run, but it's like, why did they get in the tournament? You're going to like these teams be like, I'm not – they're not going to do anything in the tournament. Maybe they'll win a game and, and get to Saturday or Sunday over the first weekend. But I'm not worried about any of these teams on the bubble. But it would be so much fun to watch a team like Wofford and Libs come. And, and you put San Diego State in there, the dominator. That's a classic 12 or 13 seed if they somehow don't win Locks their conference only. tournament. Locks only. 12, that's, that's an upset. Utah uh, State's another team. That, Utah, yeah, Utah State's State, out of nowhere. Murray State, they have to put Murray State in if somehow they don't win the OVC. Have to put if, 
if Bowling, assuming Bowling Green wins the MAC, which we suck recently, but I'm just saying hypothetically, and Buffalo doesn't win the MAC, Buffalo should make it in over a lot of those teams. They've been a ranked team, so I think the MAC has been amazing this year. So I think the Buffalo ha- would have some wiggle room there. I just think that if this is the year that you t- that you avoid Power Five or take less Power Five teams, it's this year with how many strong Cinderellas there are. So I don't want Bama in. Uh, I think it's going to be Power Five schools just. Two or three years ago, Monmouth was 28-8 and eight and had wins over UCLA, Georgetown, USC, and Notre Dame in the 27th toughest non-conference schedule and still didn't make it. What like can you do? They, got, they scheduled hard and still they didn't put them in because their conference was so weak. These Power 5 schools, Oklahoma, TCU, Seton Hall, Butler, maybe Butler, maybe IU. We're done. They're going to get in over teams like Belmont and Utah State and Lipscomb if they don't win it's no just, conference. It's, it's just, just it doesn't happen, but it's going Pac-12 to happen. The Pac-12 sucks this year. The it was on a state zone extent. Yeah, somehow, but the Pac-12 sucks. The Big East is having a down year. The Big Ten is honestly having a down year this year. The SEC has stepped – I wouldn't say – okay, I'm, when I say a down year, I mean that you have, like, two teams that you're like, okay, they can make the Final Four. A lot of times with the Big Ten, there's a lot more – Team. Oh, okay. That's still pretty good. Two teams. That yeah. Okay. They have six. They have the most good. teams ranked in the I'm country. I'm just saying right? the Big Ten. I yeah, but it's like Wisconsin and Iowa who are ranked 21st and 23rd. It, that's a different conversation. My point. Big Ten's good, but there's not a dominant power or power five conference this year. I think the ACC is is probably one of the ACC and Big Ten are some of the best ones. But there's not the SEC has been better. But specifically focusing on the the Pac-12 and the Big East, there some of those bubble teams just shouldn't be in. Arizona State's going to get in because they have that big win over Kansas, and it's going to be a crime when they get in over Belmont. Yeah, it will be. Um, You know, Marquette's playing tonight real quick. Are they up? They're down. They're down. But tribute to Dwayne Wade. Uh, You're going to have to go go look it up. This is one of the most ridiculous game winners ever to beat the Warriors. So shout out D. Wade in his last season. Uh, You know, the last tour, final tour, whatever he's calling this thing. Uh, Pretty cool. Let's just go on the Marquette game real quick because I need to. They're down eight. They're down eight. Look. Yeah. So that is going to wrap up episode three. Uh, clearly still frustrations, losing money left and right locks only still don't give up on us. Uh, <laughs> tune in in any way you can, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, whatever you got to do to find us. Uh, shout out Burke, as we always mentioned. Listen to him just as much as you listen to us for producing this music for us and making that music of his own. Check him out. That's a good follow. We'll have more for you next week. Keep tuning in. Appreciate it. We're out. Send us out, Burke. We want to be free to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. Everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude. Something similar to fairy tales that never came true. Yeah, I'll probably settle down in like a minute or two. It goes B, U to the R K E, like a RKO. Anybody that brings the negativity to tables while I'm trying to sing, I just pray when I'm the king that my crown got bling. Okay, I get it, I understand the process is rough. I'll just stick to that and beat shit and process I trust. I know it could be similar to looking at lust. Besides, three before and B, they were sort of a bust. You know, I'm 
playing Only saying what I'm feeling is truth By the way, I think that cash fills the fountain of youth Because the revenue to kids is more important than food I'm the same, but from my view, it's sort of like fuel Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Yo, I need fucking buckets like I'm Ray Shrimp Yeah, it's funny, future spit, they'll replace him Mumbo rapping came and went, now it's all hood But the shit that I've been doing actually sound good Yeah, I switch my flow up so I know you pay attention But these kids on so much shit that they can't even listen I could take all of their drugs, lay them on the table And they would tell me that it's fake, like it's all a fable Yo, when will everybody know that money isn't everything? After all, when people die, you think they get the fame and bling? Now they get the judgment that they knew they had to face In the end, better spend, heaven doesn't have a bank This is the type of stuff we never talk about Where the time could take us over while we're falling out Or if somehow the sundown could hold off a slowdown To allow my head to recount Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits It's the beginning of ending the new trending type of artist Might be coming off corny, make way for the harvest Seems the ones that brag that they're closest are the farthest All these rappers dumb, they ain't smart Shouts to Marcus, that could be Boston or Mr. Henderson I'm talking TJ on the TV in the house I was living in When I was kicking it, I'm talking 8 or 9 or 10 when I was spitting this Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits